0: The trial of Freedom Convoy organizers Tamara Leach and Chris Barber could last weeks longer than expected.
1: Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe says he is prepared to use the notwithstanding clause to defend parental rights.
0: An Ontario man drove across the border to the U.S. in an attempt to view Canadian news, which is no longer available ever since the Online News Act passed. Hello Canada, it's Monday, September 18th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia.
1: And I'm Lindsay Shepard.
0: We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Leach's lawyer says the ongoing trial of Leach and Chris Barber will likely push the trial well beyond its scheduled 16 days due to a glacial pace from the crown, hundreds of pages of documents, and the addition of new witnesses. Defense lawyer Lawrence Greenspun said, The way this trial's going, I don't think two weeks is even going to be enough. At some point, we have to sit down, and I assume that's going to happen on Monday, and realistically see how long it's going to take for the Crown to get its evidence in. Last week, the Crown had only concluded with two of its witnesses, with nearly two dozen expected to be called and efforts underway to add more. Greenspun noted that part of the slog has been from the Crown's introduction of 212 pages of posts, from the Freedom Convoy's Facebook page. Leach and Barber face charges of mischief, intimidation, and obstructing police. The Crown's evidence has included footage of Freedom Convoy press conferences, along with other videos taken throughout the three-week protest in Ottawa. The defense intends to argue that much of this evidence is unconnected to the charges against Leach and Barber. The Crown has argued that hold the line, a frequent catchphrase used by convoy protesters was a criminal incitement, though the defense plans to dispute this. So, Lindsay, this is a high-profile trial. There's a lot of public and media interest in this case, and obviously, there's a lot of evidence being submitted by the Crown to attempt to prosecute Leach and Barber for their involvement in the Freedom Convoy. To me, personally, 16 days seems like a very short time for such an important undertaking. Do you think this is expected, these delays, and could we see more delays coming up?
1: Well, Cosman, first I wanted to mention, it's interesting how the Crown is arguing that hold the line, which is the convoy protesters' catchphrase, is a criminal incitement because Tamara Leach's book, which she released earlier this year, is titled Hold the Line. And so it it kind of makes that phrase all the more powerful and meaningful um, in the context of her book title. To your point about delays, I would agree that 16 days for this particular case doesn't seem like enough because this case is so important when it comes to what it means for canadians to protest and stand up against government tyranny because remember the freedom convoy protesters were standing up against vaccine mandates and we can really credit them for getting rid of the mandates in this country unfortunately i think a lot of canadians have just come to expect delays from our court system and it's very hard to find statistics about you know whether canada has one of the slowest or most delayed court systems in the world, but certainly I can say I've never heard anyone compliment Canada's justice system ever. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe says his government will defend its rule requiring parental permission for transgender students under the age of 16 to use different names or pronouns at school, even if it means using the controversial notwithstanding clause in the Charter. The premier announced earlier this month that his government hopes to have the new policy cemented in legislation by the fall. Moe said the impetus for the new policy was a strong push from Saskatchewan parents. In an interview with CBC News on Wednesday, asked about the possibility of using the notwithstanding clause as an option, Moe said that, quote, if necessary, that would be one of the tools that would be under consideration, yes. Moe added, quote, the notwithstanding clause is present for a reason so that duly elected governments can represent their constituents when necessary. The notwithstanding clause embedded in Section 33 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms allows provinces to override some findings of unconstitutionality and thus protect legislation against being scrapped by the courts. The provincial government is facing a court challenge from the University of Regina Pride Centre for Sexuality and Gender Diversity. University of Regina Pride is being represented by AGAL Canada, an LGBTQ plus advocacy group. Moe said that his government will use a variety of tools to make sure the policy is upheld. Cosman, is it about time that premiers take a stand for parental rights? What about other provinces like Alberta and Ontario?
0: I was surprised to see Ontario Premier Doug Ford wade into this debate before Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. Doug Ford recently said You know, it's up to parents how they raise their children. It's not up to teachers, and school boards don't have a role uh, in indoctrinating kids. Their role is to set up kids for the future. I think in Canada, we've reached a point where the dam is breaking, and the parental pressure uh, to address some of these things we're seeing in schools is finally catching up. You know, in the United States, uh, it's been... quite some time since this debate has been ongoing. They've even had several states uh, legislate protection for parents. So I think it was just a matter of time until it reached Canada. And here we have multiple premiers speaking out. So I would be interested to see uh, if Quebec or any other provinces, particularly in the east follow this trend.
1: Well, Cosman, this is going to be a big week for parental rights because on Wednesday, September 20th, it's the day of the One Million March for Children. This is a grassroots initiative by local groups that support parental rights and freedom, who are against indoctrination and education. So... All over Canada, in every major city, there's going to be marches and school walkouts. Many of the marches are taking place at school board offices, legislature buildings, as well as city halls. A few days ago, the BC Teachers Federation, so you know, the BC Teachers Union, they penned an open letter saying that. The One Million March for Children is a coordinated attack on the LGBTQ2S plus community. Apparently, they're saying parental consent is a dog whistle for homophobia and transphobia. This is a concerning movement and it must be stopped. So um, they're calling on the government in BC to denounce the One Million March for Children, as well as the opposition leaders. So like I said, this week is going to be very telling about where different governments and important groups stand on the issue of parental rights.
0: An Ontario man drove across the border to the United States in an attempt to view Canadian news that is no longer available on Facebook ever since the Online News Act passed. YouTuber and TikToker Joseph de Benedictis posted a video to LinkedIn in which he drove across the Peace Bridge to Buffalo, New York to see if he could access Canadian news content no longer available on social media north of the border thanks to Meta's response to Bill C-18. Here's a clip of him explaining his rationale. I'm going to try to unblock the Canadian news social media channels by crossing the border into the United States. Right now, if I look, all of the content is blocked from these different channels. City, CTV, CBC. But as soon as I cross the border, will that change? About the cross into Buffalo, New York on the Peace Bridge. Let's see. I think it will. All right, baby, we made it. I am now in the United States. I'm just parked. I'm going to bring up Instagram and see if anything's changed. Oh, my God. There it is! Look at that! It's all back! Oh, I've missed all the Canadian cultural stuff. Wow. Too bad nobody in Canada will see this video. The Online News Act, or Bill C-18, was brought in by the Trudeau government for the purpose of allegedly saving small news outlets from going out of business by forcing tech giants like Meta and Google to compensate them for hosting links that direct to Canadian news outlets. Meta instead removed Canadian news altogether from their platforms in response. Meta began removing news content and links from their users' feeds for those located in Canada on August 1st. The company said news will remain absent from their platforms until the bill is reversed. I think the most interesting thing about this story and this stunt is the transition uh, when crossing the border from... A Canadian IP address to an American IP address and suddenly news is accessible again for this individual. But a lot of people who, for example, use VPNs knew this already. If you just change to an American location or any other location in the world from Canada, you can still access Canadian news. Also, like if you just visit the websites, you can still read the news in Canada. It's only blocked on Facebook currently.
1: Well, let's remember, folks, that you can still go to your search bar and just type in the address of the news place that you want to go. You can still just type in www.tnc.news, for example. It does, however, you know, with Bill C-18, the Online News Act, it does make it difficult, though, for independent news outlets to get noticed because we can't attract new audiences through meta anymore through facebook or instagram so that's why it does help when our supporters donate to us through tnc.news donate or share our content some other ways that you can get around c18 are subscribe to our newsletter pass it along if you think it's a great issue and also we're still on twitter now known as x Um, twitter did not get entangled in the bill c18 fiasco For some reason, maybe one day we'll know why. And another suggestion would be, to your point, Cosman, use a VPN if you really want to access news through Facebook and Instagram, and that's your preferred method. So uh, you know, we're not total subjects of the Trudeau liberal government, there are still things we can do to stay informed and have a good media diet.
0: That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.use.